Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, we have John Manick. How you doing, John? Doing good. All right, John, I wanted to uh, bring you on the podcast to really talk about your role here at Bosman Enterprises as the manual skills instructor and uh, learn a little bit about more about what you do and how you train individuals who are blind and vision impaired to work with their hands and power tools and things of that nature. So, John, uh, how long have you been here at Bosman Enterprises? So, I uh, started here at Bosman in 2015, so a little over five years. Okay. So, what actually brought you to Bosman Enterprises? Um, so I went through the rehab, um, back in 2013. Um, the way I heard about Bosma was through a radio advertisement. Um, I went through the, uh, rehab, um, and then graduated in December of 13. And then in 2015, Kurt, uh, Dykeman, who's the manager of, uh, uh, rehab, uh, called me up to have me, uh, do some part-time work filling in. Uh, in the manual skills area. So that's how I got started in working with the manual skills area. Okay. So you are the manual skills instructor, correct? Yes. So tell me a little bit about your role at our Center for Visionary Solutions for the Blind as a manual skills instructor. So the primary purpose of manual skills is to refine the client's tactile skills. Um, most of our clients have had some vision at one time or another. Um, maybe it's just low vision now. Um, so they're kind of used to doing things um, by sight, but we want them to get used to doing things by touch. Um, I have one client uh, uh, describe it as mind-hand coordination instead of eye-hand coordination, mind-hand coordination, which I think is a good uh, explanation of what we're trying to do in the manual skills area. Yeah, you're definitely uh, using your mind and uh want to stay focused when you're working with tools. Exactly. Things like that. So what kind of uh, projects do these clients work on while they're with you in manual skills? So um, some of the uh, things we do in there are tailored towards home maintenance. Um, once again, that's not the primary purpose. The, the primary purpose is refining tactile skills, but they kind of get a secondary thing by learning some of the uh, home maintenance things. Um, we remove and install a doorknob. Um, we disassemble a double-handle faucet and a single-handle faucet. Um, we also work on a toilet, uh, take all that apart, take the tank off, uh, even take the bowl off. Um, and then I have a mock-up of the water trap like that's under your sink. We take that all apart. Um, so those are the basic uh, home maintenance things we do. Oh, uh, one other thing is we do a little bit of drywall uh, repair. Um, and then other projects we do is we weave a basket. Uh, we do a wood project and... Um, a little bit of leather stamping and tooling, and then some ceramics. I need to take this class, John. <laughs> <laughs> I can learn a lot right now. <laughs> Got a lot of home repairs I need to do right yeah. now. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. I know um, a lot of people who come in, they may not think they'll ever be able to, you know, do those type of things or use tools like that. So how do you get them to come out of their comfort zone? Um, so first off, we do some assessments, um, just to see how their tactile skills are. And then we have something called the Valper block where they use screwdrivers, flat tip and a Phillips. And we talk about that, uh, using your finger to find the slot or if it's a Phillips, you know, the cross on top, that kind of thing. Um, so that kind of breaks them into using tools. Some clients have used tools before and yes. continue. Other clients have never touched a screwdriver before. So the, the, 
wide variety of clients we get. So um, we always start out with the same, no matter if they've used tools before or still using or never have. Um, so we talk about the uh, types of tools we got, screwdrivers and wrenches, and I got a pipe wrench and adjustable wrench and vice grips in there. And we look at all those tools, talk about what they're used for and how to use them. Now, we don't necessarily use all those tools I have, but it's just a lot of it is just to introduce them to it and get them to have an understanding of what they're used for. Um, proper techniques of using tools, um, you know, in a safe manner. So um, I always tell the clients, as long as it's a safe way to do it, it's it's good. It's fine for you to do it that way because we're all a little bit different. So yeah, yeah. So um, I want to go back a little bit, John. Um, I know you've got a lot of experience, you know, fixing airplanes and doing a lot of work with your hands. Could you tell me a little bit about what you did prior to uh, losing your vision? <clears throat> okay. Um, yes, I was an aircraft technician um, for uh, United Airlines for thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked uh, on all their airplanes, did kind of everything. I enjoyed that. Um, and then um, after that, I went to work for a automotive trim manufacturer, and I was a technician for them. Uh, same thing. A lot of my um, schooling and experience just transferred right over to the automotive trim manufacturing job, um, as well as I was a technician there. Um, and then in 2012, is when my vision kind of caught up with me, and that's when I ultimately lost my vision. So, yeah, I've had a background using my hands, made my living with my hands for many, many years. So, 2012, was it uh, retinitis pigmentosa? So what was the cause? So, I have something called pars planitis. Okay. Um, and it causes inflammation as well as some uh, vessel leaking in the eye. Okay. Um, and ultimately, what caused the vision loss was scarring from some surgery that, that I had to have done. So, um, ultimately, the scar tissue is what took my vision. Okay. So, then after you uh, lost your vision, you came to Bob Enterprises to regain those skills needed? Yes, absolutely. I went through rehab in 2013. Yep. And it's, uh, the people I work with now uh, were my instructors at that time. So, it's, it's kind of fun to uh, work with them as well. Wow. That's, that's, that's interesting. So now it all turns around and comes back. It does. Circles. Yeah. Who would ever thought that, you know, when I was going through rehab, I didn't think about that. And then, uh, yeah, if it wouldn't have been for Bosma rehab, I couldn't have got the job here at Bosma rehab. So it's kind of ironic. So, um, so since we've all been, um, quarantining and dealing with this, uh, global pandemic, um, how has, um, you know, what have you been doing since then, since the rehab center was closed? What, what were you doing then? So, uh, we've been working from home. Um, one thing I did do was, uh, finish up a, a bunch of my lesson plans. Um, I also, uh, manned, uh, one of our lines, our IT assistant line. Um, and then also I got an opportunity to, uh, cut up a bunch of kits for the wood projects in the manual skills area. So, um, I was pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys did a lot of work by working um, in production as well, helping out, um, you know, making sure that we were able to keep serving our clients and our uh, veterans here. So um, how was that experience working in production? Yes. Oh, that was, I loved working in production. Um, uh, we worked on the glove line for a while, and then we worked at, on the ice melt equipment here. Uh, um, we uh, packaged, obviously, the gloves, and uh, then after that, we were doing the 10-pound shakers for the ice melt. And it's very interesting to see 
what production does. I never really had even seen the line before. Um, but those people work very hard and, uh, they do a very good job. Um, both the ice mail and the uh, glove line. So yeah, it was a great experience. Um, if you've, someone's never done that before, you know, here at Bosma, it's, it's something that you might look into it or at least visiting the lines just to see how it's done. But yeah, it was exciting and it was fun to meet other, uh, employees here at Bosma. Yeah, definitely, definitely great um, experience, and definitely uh, thankful for your help and uh, helping out over there during these uh, these times that we're all dealing with right now. So I want to touch back again with the, the manual skills because I know one day I was talking with you. You talk about using a, a drill uh-huh. and power tools like that. Could you explain to me how um, you're able to teach an individual who no longer has their vision how to use these type of tools and and do it safely? I would say. Sure, sure. So with the drill, it's just a cordless. Regular old Black & Decker drill. Mm-hmm. Um, we go over the parts on it. Um, most clients have seen that type of drill, but haven't necessarily used it very much. Um, so the safety protocols we do is we make sure we clamp all of our wood down because most of it we use it on the uh, wood projects, the drill. Yeah. So we make sure everything is clamped down to the table secure. Um, I have also have a small drill guide that I've made out of a 3x3 three three angle. Um, so we put that on the wood so that makes sure that our drill bit is positioned correctly so it's, that it's going to go into the bottom piece of wood. Um, then with that, um, I go ahead and have the client uh, set the drill and the guide. They feel uh, the straightness of it. Um, once we kind of get it all straight, then they take their free hand and put it on top of the drill. And then with that, then they go ahead and pull the trigger down and we just go ahead and drill straight down through the guide and then back up. Um, it's not much different than vision, except that doing your, getting your drill straight, you have to do that all by feel. Um, the guide, I've seen that before, before I had lost vision, but uh, when I started doing the wood projects here, I thought, oh, that's perfect. It will work for no vision or uh, low vision uh, drilling as well as, as someone with sight. So um, I had seen that and I just, incorporated that into use of the drill here so how would you teach an individual who is blind or has low vision how to you know use a hammer and do it safely because i know when i hammer at home as a person who is blind i, I do it softly I'm, I'm not swinging like i used to swing right, right sure now. So sure how would you teach them how to use that type of uh, tool so now hammer um <clears throat> how we do non-visual hammering yeah. is we hold the nail with a pair of needle nose to get it started um, we usually hold the nail t- towards the end where the points are on the needle nose and probably midway down the shank of the nail. Um, hold that with the pliers and then you can do a double tap. Um, a double tap allows you to find the nail and your second tap is the one that's going to drive it in. Um, so that double tap helps that positioning. Uh, once you get it started, then of course you can remove the pliers. Um, a lot of times I'll have the client just kind of feel the hammerhead on top of the nail before they continue on so they can kind of feel and, and, and figure out exactly kind of what's going on with that. And then we just continue with that double tap method until it's driv- drove all the way into the piece of wood or whatever we're doing. Um, it does take some practice. So the clients, they like to do it, you know, five or six times. Right. Um, probably by the sixth time, most clients are doing pretty good doing pretty good to drive it in um and then we also talk about removing the nail of course with the claw on the back um and that's pretty straightforward it 
just yeah. feel the nail and get your claw on there and pull it out. Um, but the main thing with that is getting that thing started straight. And those pliers have a tendency to help you do that because of you can hold the pliers with your hand, kind of keep that on the board so it's not moving all around. And it saves your thumb. So you don't hit your thumb. Yeah. You're right. I'm just thinking like, okay, the pliers will save a lot of pain and suffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, yeah. That's cool. I never thought about using pliers. So those, these are the type, excuse me, these are the type of things that, and techniques that you will teach individuals once they lose their sight, how they can still, uh, you know, do things around their home because as men, I know sometimes we find a lot of men who lose their sight, sometimes lose their confidence. Yeah, sure. So sure. I know your class comes in handy and is like mostly like a confidence booster as well. Yes, it is. I see a lot of confidence come out of, out of my room, um, which translates to all over the rehab, yes. you know. Um, one thing in manual skills is that we are able to get something accomplished, say one or maybe two classes, where other things, you know, like Braille, it takes a little bit of time doing that. Or computers, you're never done with. You know, there's always something new coming. But with my area, you can get something accomplished, and it is a big confidence booster. Yep, yeah. that's for sure. That's great. And you say that you do three projects with the clients, right? Yes, yes. A clay, not but, a clay. Yeah, we do a clay project. Okay, clay. What is the clay project? Uh, we make a cup. Uh huh. Make a cup. Um, we do a weave a basket. Okay. Uh, we do a wood project. And then um, we tool some leather. Oh, cool. Yeah, yep, yep. That's great. That's great. And I'd really like to see, you know, all the work that you're doing and the confidence that you are instilling in these clients right now, John. And I appreciate your time today. And I just really wanted to come over here and highlight how individuals who are blind and visually impaired can still, you know, work with their hands, get out there in the yard, get out there in their garage, you know, get those tools out. And uh, if you want to fix something... You know, drilling a <laughs> nail yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I mean, those things are still um, at your. You still able to do those type of things? So Absolutely. It's really great to see uh, us providing that service to individuals who are blind or visually impaired. And I'm coming back over to change how to learn how to change a faucet. <laughs> okay, well, come on over. <laughs> my toilet. So I, once again, I definitely want to thank you, John. And if you guys have any questions, I want to learn more about our Center for Visionary Solutions for the Blind please visit us at www.bosman.org. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and follow us, follow us on all social media channels. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.